Welcome to Tilt Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about your agronomy Christmas list. In our spotlight, we'll take a look at some local scholarships available for those looking to go on to higher education. Egg History Minute, we'll talk about urea. In our current events, we'll have some cool beans that's corny and wrap it all up with our Field Good Friday. With me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So we're not supposed to talk about sports today. What? Yep. One of our listeners... Made a specific request? Yes. Right, Max? Yeah. So now we don't want to know what to talk about. Um, All right. Sorry, Sam. We got to do this. So Packers beat the Bears, huh? (laughs) That was pretty nice. Still owns the Bears. Did you like Rodgers' salute? Yeah. I like that he got fined for that. Oh, he did? He got fined? I saw an article. Unless it was a Stolen Valor. A fake article, but it was, yeah, he got fined for saluting the Bears crowd. Whatever, dude. Roger Goodell is a freaking chump. The no fun league. I bet you he was getting birds backwards when he was doing that. Guaranteed. Oh, I'm sure. He was getting the uh, double gun salute that Jair was given the week before. So, <laughs> over in Philly. Were you guys nervous they were going to lose at some point, or you figure they're coming? Yeah. I'd say three quarters of the game. <laughs> the, the good part is, is I don't care anymore yeah. if they win or lose. Like, That's not true. I <laughs> agreed. I mean, there's still mathematically a chance. You still want them to win, and it's, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. I, but you just knew the Bears. Like, I think the correct thing is didn't care about the 4% chance of the playoffs. True. It's more just wanted to see him beat the Bears. Yes. And, and like, you just know Rodgers, for some reason, always wants to beat the Bears, where you watch him the rest of the season, you're like, come on, dude. This is the Washington, whatever they call him now. Is like, we can beat these guys. Commandos. And, yeah. The yeah. R words. Yeah. <laughs> Commanders. No, I don't. Here's the problem. The Packers can ruin my week, like, on Sunday. Even at as bad as they are this year, and as much as you should be like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, they just suck. It's a bad year. Doesn't matter. They don't ruin my week anymore. Oh, they... One one day they used to, but not anymore. They, They've they, taken the place of the brewers in your life. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just used to the, not going to go well, so... They're not going to lose this week. Nope. 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 Mathematically Can't. impossible. The next two Sundays they're not going to lose. Oh, they play like a Monday night game. Monday, yeah. yep, Monday night game. Yep. Yeah. Baker, no. Against Baker. Oh, and that's Rams, yeah. not Baker. Nice. Everybody was hot on Baker after the comeback last night. That was interesting. But it was also the Raiders. So so the Raiders have lost to a guy who only had the playbook for 36 hours and an ESPN analyst their last two games. That's been there. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Though the the drubbing the Colts took was pretty epic last week. I was well. watching that game. It was close. And then I did something else. And I looked at the final scores like, whoa, what happened in yeah, the second half? Then they fell off a cliff when, uh, what did Matty Ice have, like three interceptions? Oh, yeah. he And he looked. I mean, he's oh, going to retire. He looks bad. It, he announced his retirement today, I think. Is it? Yeah. Like effective? No, I think it was just, well, I don't think he's going to play anymore. Oh. Either way, like I think he was done for the year. I think Ellinger was going to be the quarterback. Sure. Because I did read about like a lot of people were kind of giving Jeff Saturday crap for hanging him out to dry. Like 
just throw somebody else in that at some point, like when you're was, getting drubbed like that. It was catastrophic. And Matt Ryan, like, is one of the biggest, like, I don't want to say he's a flopper because I don't think he's trying to flop. Every time he gets tackled, it looks like a 100-mile-an-hour collision. Like, someone falls into him and gets one hand on him, and it looks like he got hit by a truck. He's not. Yeah, anyway. It's, those ancient guys, man, they got to hang it up. Yep. But in other news, we got no snow today, despite the fact that there was the potential out there. Snowmageddon was Did supposed to be here. Did it all go south? Because like Madison, Milwaukee got it. Yeah, I think it was just all didn't not make it. You're right, because all day, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because snow the roads are going to It had to be, like, what, 1 o'clock today, and it had snow on its front bumper. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> like, there's nothing here. I'm pulling up the radar right now on my on my phone here, well, so I can see. If you look at the radar, radar around all. us, like it looked like we it's were just getting missing. Snow. Like it showed, but yeah, it never fell from the sky. So it know. wasn't going to be that much anyway, right? No, it's supposed no. to be like wet snow. Yeah, it's supposed to be like heavy wet crap. Yep. Which which all okay which we all went to Madison, Milwaukee. Yeah, which <laughs> they can have down south. According to my phone, I went to Watertown, Wisconsin, and they got. According to this, today they got like two tenths of an inch of rain and two and a half inches of snow. So, yay, mix. That's always good. Yes, the wintry mix. The best thing is it can freeze solid on the road tonight. Yep. <laughs> nice ice pack. Lovely. All right. You guys ready to get into our topic for today? You mm-hmm. bet. Mm-hmm. So, the Farmers Agronomy Christmas list. Bill, what do you got for us? Yeah, this kind of comes off the, um, you know, Monday night was St. Nick night, right? Did we all put our stockings out? and? Oh, yeah, St. Nick came to my house. Yeah, Todd? Oh, yeah, he was there. He was yeah. there? Oh, yeah. Kids were pumped. They always get, like, jammies from St. Nick and, like, an ornament. So it's very, no yeah, ca- it's no very practical. No candy? Uh, no. We always, wow. we always got gold coins when I was a kid. Or chocolate, like the chocolate gold coins yes. from St. Nick. We never did St. Nick as a kid. My wife brought it into our you, our household we do what do you now. mean your wife yeah but. i don't understand matt yeah you just weren't that good of a boy yeah apparently no no and I, like, I really gets the case you were on the naughty list yes you were on the naughty side of the list well but saint saint Nick is Santa. i don't know if you you understand that it's a whole different thing it's a different guy yeah that's fine so our kid yeah, why would when does be belschnickel a, come belschnickel. Uh, krampus <laughs> yeah Krampus is the one that Festivus? What? Kate, come and takes your uh, your gifts. Our kids for the longest time thought it was like Uncle Nick, like they have Uncle Nick. Yeah. And so like Uncle Nick's coming in. Yeah, they're like he brings us gifts. Like why don't our other uncles (laughs) bring us gifts? Yeah, Uncle Uncle Nymus. Uncle Bill sucks. Where are the gifts, man? Like no, this this it's different. (laughs) Why does he drive over in the middle of the night? Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of weird. It's really weird. Is he looking at us when we're sleeping? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Uncle Nick. Go to bed so Uncle Nick can come over. What? I don't understand. Did you see the uh, this year's holiday classic movie that came out? Violent Night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa's like... I'm killer. People. Yeah. Wow, sounds awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to watch that. I think it'll be right up there with Elf and White Christmas. You know, it's a holiday movie. It's so, a wonderful life. So so what do your kids, what do your kids get from St. Nick, Bill? Candy. Candy? Just yeah, candy. candy. Pretty much, yep. Uh, and some of them got beef jerky. Beef 
beef jerky. Yeah. yeah. That was gone in like one day. <laughs> that was breakfast. Yep. Yep. We old, usually, the, old, the old trapper didn't make it to we, Tuesday evening. We usually got like socks, underwear, toothbrush, candy. Like that was like the that was like the staple Saint mm-hmm. Nick was here. But the kids got out of bed for school really good Tuesday morning. Wasn't it Monday morning? That's what it was. It was Monday do. night oh, yeah, into Tuesday. Tuesday. Your kids do advent calendars though, or not? No, because that's that our kids do advent yeah. calendars. So every morning they they have a purpose of getting up in December. So. Max does. I do an advent calendar. Yeah, my wife gets advent calendars for me and Doug. Sweet. Is it coffee like one of those nah, chocolate calendars? No, or like a chocolate. It's chocolate. Just like a just straight up dollar store like crappy chocolate advent calendar. But I still get up every morning and check that thing. Uncle Nick, I believe, got his kids like a one of them an escape room one. Yeah, where it's like you have to solve solve riddle. different riddles every Shocking. day. For Sounds the, complex. Shocking yes. that he would do that. It sounds yeah. like a lot of work. What is your kids? They got a chocolate one, or what do they got? I know uh, we have a mini brands is what my daughter wanted, and my son's got a Marvel. Yes, Max, have you heard of the mini brands? That is the new kids thing. Where basically they the took, shrink toys. They ba- we used to like mini brand. Like. We the, used to well, mini we used to mini brand each other when our parents weren't around. <laughs> yeah. We could get some hot in the like, fireplace. So if you take a Buzz Lightyear, you know how in the movie it comes in like that package, and you shrink it down to like a doll size. Mm. It's almost like so your Toy. dolls could kind of play with it, but right. like so there's it, adults that collect these. Is it like now. opposite of like when you put those things in a water and they expand it? It just comes. No, it comes. Just comes. So it's like the size of an army. Of a you don't do nothing to it. No, it's already but shrunk. But it's in it's, it's in like very great stuff, detail. Yeah. Like they have a mini sub, like a What's subway sandwich, mini, mini brands. brands, mini brands. Why are is like, my eight year old not into yeah, this? That's great because yeah. she doesn't subscribe to society's pressure of. If you want to know what Tilda Grimey does on their lunch break, the other day we. Watch the Magic Cauldron or whatever toy. Oh yeah, I told Max for his about kids. They, This is the dumbest thing I've ever well, seen, and your Max kids is like, have to what's be the cool dumb to fall for it. And there's this like Magic Cauldron thing that you pour water in, and then it like all of a sudden like a stuffed animal pops out, like you're doing the spell on this uh, thing. No. Okay. It's like well, that isn't. I don't know, it's kind of, cool. but it's like sixty to eighty bucks. But that's like the new another big toy for the Never heard for this that. year. Wow, like, I'm counting myself lucky here, Max. No it's called the magical mix. I don't have any kids to buy Christmas gifts for. The magical mix. Yes. Did, did your kids have the? I'm trying to remember what they were called. Scruffle loves. I think it's kind of like that, was, but this it sounds similar. Yeah, yeah where you got to like it was where you had to wash it and then wash this animal. You didn't know what animal like, it was because it looked like it was dirty or whatever. Then they would wash them. Yeah, my niece was really into those two for a couple <laughs> of years. By the way, I did not expect the conversation to go this route. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing up St. Nick here. <laughs> well, look what you did. Bro. No, sorry. Uh, sorry to all the listeners out there. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't think I ever asked for like toys like that. Like I don't think I asked for like stuffed animals ever in my life. Like I was like, can I get a new pair of wrestling shoes for Christmas this year? <laughs> I got a dirt bike Please, one year. I got a snowmobile I... one year. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I... Wow! Like we, yeah. Okay, we get. We're it. looking at a video rich game. Kid. All right, yeah. whatever. Well, me and my brothers collectively. Yeah, but I was sure. I sure. was six when we got the snowmobile, or four. So Mitch was two, and Jack probably wasn't born yet. When we got the <laughs> so in other words, your parents bought <laughs> presents not for you, but for themselves. And then... It was a little snowmobile. It was like a, the kids' one. Then we got a fifty dirt bike, a little fifty cc, okay. and we got a bigger dirt bike a couple years later. But yeah, that's what we asked for. <laughs> And a Red Rider BB gun. I got one of those, too. That nice. was 
shoot your eye out. Yeah, well, it was... <laughs> it, my mom didn't know, and she did not approve. My dad just kind of did it and didn't tell her. So, What, were you, like, 19? Yeah. <laughs> this was actually last year. Yeah. Sweet. No. Oh. So, anyhow, my kids do their Christmas list, and they put them in the stocking. Is that what your kids do? No. No. Put it in the stocking. Say, Nick comes... Because he's a different person, and he takes the list to Santa. So um, I thought, okay, in that vein, let's talk about a farmer's naughty list and nice list and what could be on each of those things. So I've got several things on here in no particular order because that's how my kids make their Christmas list is just random random stuff, right? They just throw it on there. So um, I don't know why, but I came up with more items on the naughty list than the nice list, maybe because... We're always trying to mediate the the bad things, <laughs> but I don't know. So we can get into it here. So first thing on the farmer's naughty list is that Outlook is not labeled to be sprayed with Enlist. And that's first for me because it really is screwing up my recs for next spring because I sprayed a lot of Outlook. And when you want to use Enlist technology... You'd hope it would tank mix well with other partners, but apparently in this case, not so much. And especially the dual tight supply, all that. You know, there's other stuff we can throw in there with group 15s, but it's just a very difficult... Like, they would, they work so well when you're doing wrecks that Bill and I talked again, like, what is our go-to soybean wreck going to be? And it's been hard to have that because it feels like some of them... It's like I'm not going to put that residual in the second pass, but sometimes I want to, yep. and just and it's like this makes it weird. Like your your dual products were kind of some of that go to. Well, they're in tight supply, so is it going to be too cost prohibitive? And now without look not being labeled, it's like oh boy, now where do we go? So. Can you imagine if you couldn't mix like Roundup and Dual together? That's basically what we're trying to do here because mm-hmm. these are like the two like. Big products now, I guess. I don't want to say, say it like they're the only ones, but I mean, they're pretty common. My guess is at some point, because it's a wind tunnel failure, that BSF is going to figure it out, right? They're well, yeah, they'll yeah. reformulate yeah. it or something to make it. So wasn't it something with like the, the fines? But I mean, didn't there, wasn't there another combination that the, the rep said worked, but this didn't or something? I can't remember what he said. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was something that was unexpected and not really... It, it's not like the tank just blows up or this becomes super volatile. It's that it doesn't mix properly, right? right. I mean, from what I understand. And the, when it sprays, there was too many fines that when they sprayed it through the wind tunnel, it yeah. was going to drift, drift, right? Okay. Yeah. It's like it failed one of the tests on the checklist, and it's like, oh, now I can't do it. And that was like, oh. Like so you say, close. can we find a way to, to, to try this again? So... The first three kind of are are similar, but second one in the same realm here is that clethodem. So anything you're going to add to kill your volunteer corn and your beans, and you're going to have list because you're going to have water hemp, the, is an antagonistic factor. So it reduces. So we got to add more to the tank. We got to increase our rates in order to get the same control of clethodem when we're putting it in with the list. So that's on. On my naughty list. Total pain in the butt. So what you're saying now is we have to make three passes. We have to spray select, then we have to spray. <laughs> yeah. If you spray, want to do spray all outlook three and then spray. Yep. Again. No. Do a, do your uh, select with your fungicide application at R3. That'll be there that'll be go. really good, really healthy. That was not a real recommendation. Don't <laughs> actually do that. 
You need 32 ounces of clothidim at that time of year. <laughs> so you didn't gain yourself any anyway. No. I, I think what you're going to build, and it is frustrating, is like as we're, we're working on dialing in those bean posts and using Enlist and getting used to it, it seems like that's the stuff you thought would get easier, right. not harder. Right. Like, yeah. And it's, it's just tricky. It's yeah. very naughty. Very naughty. And the biggest naughty of them all is just, I just put water hemp. Like, why isn't that at the top? I, I, again, it all was right. just kind of spitballing. <laughs> there was no there's order. No, there's no order. Yep, right. It was like, oh, I, I really want this. I really want that. And oh, yeah. Like, duh. That, like, my third thing, you know, my kid wrote on their list. That was, it's because of the first two, the third one's more of a yes. problem than it should be. It's, right. Right. No, you're right. The other first two wouldn't even matter if water hemp wasn't a problem. Like, right. You'd be fine. So just water hemp. There's none germinating today. You don't know that. (laughs) You don't know that. I know that. Not here. (laughs) Somewhere in the world. Perhaps, yes. Yes. I'm not ruling it out here, man. It could could be happening. It's that thing. Only in your greenhouse where you're growing... Water hemp, is that what you're saying? Yeah, in my ba- in my basement where I'm growing my winter greens under the grow light, I got water hemp coming with my basil and my cilantro to get me through the winter. <laughs> Just so it's water hemp. Yeah. Not other hemp. With your grow lights. Yeah. So another item that could be on a farmer's naughty list is soybean cisnebitoad. I don't think we talk about it enough, and I think that's no, why it's on the naughty list. Or maybe it wouldn't be on their naughty list because they don't talk about it enough, and it yeah, should be. Maybe. You guys did some soybean cyst nematode tests this fall. You I did four. Todd, you did like 30, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did a bunch. They're not back yet, so I don't know. But there's something, like you say, trying to be on my radar more because I think it's it, it's hard because it's like in the soil, and you just it's not obvious all the time. Well, so, and we'll we know even as an industry, we're not really safeguarding that as much as we should because there's only, what, two different There's types? two resistances, but now with a lot more seed treatments, there's more nematicides to yeah. work with. And yeah. Some of these are coming, you know, right, certain soybean brands in their standard treatment, you're getting nematicides sometimes, sometimes you're not. There's, there is options out there. Yeah. So but that it's still one, not something we don't. But we focus on right, right, and I like you said, Bill's right. Is we should focus on it more because you can rotate, you can do. Le- I mean, it's still in the soil for up to ten years, so you'd have to rotate a long time. But there's some options now that I feel like we do have to go after it more. Like it, and it's a weird yield killer too because it. I think it's a phantom yield loss that you don't really know. Yeah, like you're like, ah, oh, that field just didn't yield as good, and you sort of blame it on something else. Right. And, I think from an agronomist standpoint, like for me anyway, you see it in the summertime and if you don't have time maybe to pull samples then, like you kind of forget about it. And then it get to this time of year and you're like, oh man, we should have we should have pulled those samples. It and the you can dig roots and kind of look for them, mm-hmm. but it's gotta be really bad. Yeah. You know, like and then by the time you dig roots and see them <clears throat> and it's real bad, you don't necessarily have to dig roots and see it. No. You know from the above ground part that it's it's a problem. So, and Conley from UW is saying, you know, take them in. You know, V was a V four corn. Yeah, his. I, I thought well, that I was, was kind up, of a kind good of, idea. Yeah, he had a tweet about it from back in like July, and it was like, you know, don't don't test in right before tested in the corn because you can test for other corn nematodes at that same time. Sure. So you test for sort of both, and then you know the next year going into beans, you're kind of all set. Which the more I got thinking, like. 
that is the right time. Because I always think fall when we're doing regular soil tests right. would be a good year, but you don't soil test every field every fall. Right. So it doesn't sort of fit right. Whereas when we're taking like corn idea makes a lot of sense, like and we're maybe taking like PSNTs at the same time. Yeah, you, know, you can still get in the field with the four wheeler. It's not, you know, just a pain in the butt to do. It's easier to do at that point. Even from a lab perspective, and I didn't ask the lab guy; it'd be a good question for him. But they use it. He asked me like, "Well, when did you pull these tests?" I'm like, "It was later fall." He's like, "Okay, there's like a different extraction when the soil is kind of more dormant, mm. quote unquote, than." regularly so i don't hmm. like i said i didn't say it was he didn't say if one's better or worse i sure. don't think it is it's just sure. different but yeah I, I think that is a good way to prep for your soybean year because after the fact that what does it matter we know it's there but what's the population going to be correct so yeah no i i think that's a good point too is we traditionally bill and i would use these tests as almost like a post-mortem i've gone now to like no i want to know the year before beans going yep. in, like all the ones yep. I tested this fall are going to be beans next year. Yep. Right. And either we'll change it if they're that bad or we'll figure or, or get a nematide on. But yes, use it as a, pre, go, a precursor pre, to yes, beans. Pre, the pretest. Be pr- proactive, not reactive. Yes. It's always better. Another item, recreational tillage. And that's, you know, that's, that's several else? levels, right? What else are we going to have dad, grandpa, <laughs> insert other relative here, do? I don't care. Just not sit in the tractor for the fourth time in that field. Max loves recreational tillage. Bill and I had a nice discussion this week about recreational tillage, how good it is for everybody. It's not, so don't do it. (laughs) I'm going to spare you guys the hour and a half conversation that went on. It's not. Stop. Well, and I know a lot of farms, like, Last year in 2022's crop year, they had purchased fuel before that. So they were like $2 a gallon diesel, and they're running that all summer. Now, now they're not. Now they're running the expensive stuff. Right. So not only is it bad for the soil, but especially the recreational kind. Like, if you want to do recreational tillage, like for Christmas this year, get Farming Simulator 22. <laughs> you can get it on like. PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox, Xbox. Well, you, PC. You could, you could probably get a gaming chair and yeah. an actual I, steering wheel. And no, be, be for way what you, cheaper. Yes, for what you save just in that fuel, you could get a pretty sweet system going. Thousand here. bucks, I bet. Between I, yeah. the the, you know what, the PS4, you, you a probably, gaming chair, and a headset. You could probably rent it out at the tech. Bear <laughs> yeah. simulator every day for the next month Plus and be what, ahead. Three big screen TVs to kind of surround. There you go. The yep. Whole, yep. So, all right, no recreational tillage. That's on the naughty list. Um, the next one was definitely a conversation Max and I had was having poor nitrogen use efficiency. Trying to, and this is more me just trying to get in people's head that with fertilizer price so high, with nitrogen price so high, is there a better way to do it this year than just flinging urea out there? Don't just throw more at it. Right. Like, can we band it? Can we do it more times? Like, what can we do to make that nitrogen more efficient? I think this is, even in low prices at all time, Yeah, that should be our goal. But especially in high prices, this should be, yeah. this should be the time where we kind of learn what, how to make it as efficient as possible and then what, and what to do. And obviously, your la- the last unit is always your most expensive unit that you're paying extremely high prices and 
you, you know, the first unit's always the cheapest, the last unit's always the most expensive. So, like you say, but whatever you can do to protect that is important. And, Bill, you, you said, uh, you know, just flinging your E out there, or you should... Flinging your E out there isn't even the most... Inefficient. Cr- inefficient way we use. I mean, there's way more inefficient ways going on out there, so there's lots of room for improvement here, so... And we, Max and I got talking about, like, spring kind of weed and feed on, like, rot, like, trash. Yep. You know, like, whether it's cover crops or or just residue or whatever, like, how inefficient that is. That's kind of where this works. It works great. Burns rye down, just smokes it. I mean, it's awesome that way. I don't think it's... You're getting mainly just weed, not a whole lot of feed out of that, though. Yeah. So... So then we got to go to the nice list, right? There's some things that are on the nice list. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I kind of had a couple. So commodity prices, right? That's, they're pretty good right now. Everybody's pretty happy about that. I think now's the time that, um, you know, there's a abund- abundant supply of plot data out there. So you could use that. You know, that's nice. Just such as the Tilth Ground Me Fantasy Corn League. Right. No, the plot's wise, though. It data. seems like there's, been yeah just at least through all this like it seemed like we had a where plot data got worse and we got less like we used to do the wapak plots and mm-hmm. some of that stuff but i feel like it's somewhat making a comeback there's a lot out there comparing especially it seems like now more and more especially the company data they've got a lot of like side by you know they'll show you like we had it 58 times we had these two varieties side by side and this is what like a lot of that like this sort of like what I call the wrestling matchups, Max. And yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Ty. That seems to become like the new like standard instead of showing you like, oh, here's the plot data from you know, down Blow's in Ripon, Wisconsin. We got yeah. whatever. And no, it's like a sheet of head-to-head like, you know, this Friday versus these four other standards. Pioneer used and to do that. They used they, to give us a book. Yeah, and I... Um, rank two has done that for a while yeah. for us where he yep. show, um, and it seems like more companies that's becoming the standard is like sort of the wrestling head to head, like, okay, if we're going to wrestle these two guys against each other, you know, yeah, this is going to be, get beat by this 105 day, but within its weight class of this 95 day, it's going to win this many times. Yeah. Didn't yep. know corn varieties were wrestlers. <laughs> Boxers, wrestlers. A lot of people in Iowa would be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how they, they show like all, that, the, huh? all the plot data. I watched the, literally like a wrestling match. They put the bag of seed over the other bag. I watched the and in this corner. I watched the Iowa duel from last weekend. The recap last night. It was like condensed down into a forty-five minute thing. Half the fans were wearing like a Hawkeyes wrestling apparel, and the other half were wearing some kind of seed brand. Really, <laughs> it was like Pioneer. Yeah, a lot of Pioneer. Well. I, Iowa has a deal with Pioneers, so that's part it's, of it. Yeah. Well, and like, it's on their are they, they're and right their the basketball and the yeah. basketball court. Really? It's, it's on, on their basketball court too. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of Pioneer, but like I, when they say all that comes from Iowa is corn and wrestling, they're they're not wrong. <laughs> and pigs and pigs, corn and wrestling. I think are, might be number one. Yeah. What I always liked out about the Pioneer book is they actually gave the wrestling matches against Pioneer, like it was head to head, like. Yeah, they're varieties against varieties in the same pioneer. So you'd be like, "Oh, I have these two ninety-four days. Like, which one do I pick?" And then you could see which one beat against each other. You know, a lot of times we're going to buy a certain company 
you know, farmers are going to choose that company. Well, let's try to parcel out which varieties are the best. Yeah. Where do they put it so, on the wrestling mat? Like, I, I don't right. see it. It's on. Like, it's in the middle? No, it's on the, one of the edges. One of the, one of the margins. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, on the basketball court, it's like between the three-point line and the half-court line towards the sidelines, kind of in the... It's on their hats, too. The wrestling team's on their hats. Why do they have hats? Well, like the apparel. Like just, just the apparel yeah, in general. Like the like Hawkeye the, wrestling. What about your logo? Yeah, it's on the side. Well, it's like the, yeah. it's like the Dairyland one that they, yeah, Wisconsin UW's had. UW's got one. Not yeah. on the headgear? That'd I be, don't think or it's... Or on the singlet well, I'm anywhere. sure somebody. I'm sure... Prob- it's on the butt of the singlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, because... NIL and things like that. No, yeah, true. That's true. We should try to NIL some like. Ooh, <laughs> who can NIL? <laughs> I don't know. Some Wisconsin wrestler. That's not University University of Wisconsin Parkside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all right. Last one is utilize manure legume credits with these high fertilizer prices. That's my nice list. Use them. Well, yeah, you might as well. I mean, if you if you can get the manure, we've talked about it. I don't know how many times on this podcast how good of a fertilizer that is. And legume credits, most of the time, are legit. I mean, you can argue one way or another that there's going to be some, whether more it's more or less than than what you expect, but you're still going to get something out of it. So, yep. All right, you guys ready to get into our spotlight for today? Yep. All right. Today we're going to talk about some scholarships that are available locally. The Outagamie County Forage Council Scholarship is now accepting applications. So Outagamie County Forage Council is proud to sponsor a $500 scholarship for deserving youth entering or already enrolled in post-secondary education in the area of agriculture. Award is designed to recognize outstanding individual accomplishment and achievement. Students completing their senior year or of high school who have enrolled in or those students currently attending an accredited institution in technical college certificate or diploma program, two-year associate degree program, or four-year bachelor of science degree program are eligible. College students must have a final semester of instruction remaining at the time of the scholarship award. Those students majoring in agronomy, soil science, and production-related agriculture may receive preference. Student is to be a graduate from an Outagamie County high school or a resident of Outagamie County. As obviously you could live in Appleton and not necessarily graduate from a Outagamie County school. Though I guess I don't know if all the high schools are in Outagamie County technically or not. Because Appleton's in three different counties, so. Who knows? They don't get many applicants from the... No, but you could, live, much of a you could live in Brown County. You could live you in Wrightstown. Yeah. If you live in Wrightstown, you could be in Outagamie County and right. not graduate from uh, Outagamie County School. Correct. So there's a better example. A lot of other scholarships available. Soybean Association, Dairy Herd Info Association, you know, all, like the list is... But if you win the Outagamie one, you get to come hang out with all of us yeah. in February. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. cool. Chicken dinner buzzes. Yeah, chicken dinner. Maybe win a fox chopper. Who knows? <laughs> they might have to up the game here a bit from five hundred to like. Has it been talked about, Max? Um, I don't. Not no. I like don't think all so. the other ones are 
like a thousand. Yeah. Well, or more. But the the scholarship hasn't got up much over the last few years, but college certainly has. So this is also you're you're talking the Otagami County Forage I, right. versus the National sp- Pork Producers. Specific. Yeah, the no, it's pretty cool that Wisconsin like State a, Fair Dairy Promotion yeah. Board, the American Soybean Association. Yeah, I would think they would have a little more in their coffers. No, good point, Max. Because especially like for for a ungrateful, forage, I don't you know of any other really bitter, forage Jeez. councils that. <laughs> Do a scholarship. I don't think that I know. I don't know if Opeka does, but I don't think so. And Dodge so or any could, of those. You so. could say we're behind the other. Yes. Or we're way ahead they of everybody had. else. Right. Or if MFA does one themselves, like the Forage Association. I assume I'm MFA sure. does. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. But is this, the, this is scholarship time in general. Start filling them out. Well, you're doing a lot of college applications and stuff. Yeah. Around this time, usually. So I've been applying for mine. <laughs> Still getting denied? Yeah. Yeah, they closed down Trump University. I'm sorry. Oh. I guess you can't go there anymore. <laughs> I applied for all my scholarships, didn't get any of them. Not even my water skiing on. What? Pretty sad. Underwater basket weaving? Yeah, underwater basket weaving. There you go. That's I, owe, I owe a lot to scholarships. I get a lot of that. That was, that was a good deal. All right. Now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. Today we're talking about urea. Urea has important uses as a fertilizer and feed supplement, as well as a starting material for the manufacture of plastic and drugs. So cocaine is urea-based. <laughs> yes. It's just weird wording there. It is a colorless... Pharmaceuticals, would that be better? Pharmaceuticals might be better. Uh, colorless crystalline substance that melts at 132.7 degrees Celsius or 271 degrees Fahrenheit and decomposes before boiling... Urea was first isolated from urine in 1773 by French chemist Hilaire Marin Ruel. Its preparation by the German chemist Frederick Wohler from ammonium cyanate in 1828 was the first generally accepted laboratory synthesis of a naturally occurring organic compound from inorganic materials. Urea is now prepared commercially in vast amounts from liquid ammonia and liquid carbon dioxide. These two materials are combined under high pressures and elevated temperatures to form ammonium carbamate, which then decomposes at much lower pressures at much lower pressures to yield urea and water. So all that fun stuff we get to use out there in the field. How'd you like to be that? Started as that, urine. Like, how long? Yeah. How long was he trying to extract his own urine? Like, in seven, I don't have to drink my own urine, yeah. but it's sterile and I like, like the like, taste. Like, oh, what are you? Seventeen. What are you into? Like, can I have some of your urine? What? You're a weird chemist, man. Like, and now it's a billion a, dollar industry. Yeah. I just imagine as he's French, sitting there with a wine glass, like swirling <laughs> a glass of urine. <laughs> like, hmm. There's, there's something in here I want. Feel like this has to be useful, right? All right, thanks, Matt. Thanks to all our listeners out there. We appreciate every one of you. If you don't like what you're hearing right away in the first little bit about sports, just fast forward ahead to about ten minutes in, and Wait, you hear all the you can fast forward the podcast. <laughs> you need to listen to every as minute as long as you download it. We don't know. And please tell a farmer friend about the podcast. Tell them to search Tilt Talk Radio on Apple Podcasts or on Android. Go to Podcast Attic. 
Podbean, or Player FM. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser. Go to tilthag.com slash podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. Thanks, Dad. Now we're going to do our Cool Beans That's Corny and some current events. So, Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. All right. Our Cool Beans this week. Midwest cover crop planting at an all-time high, according to a recent study. Cover crops, with their ability to reduce erosion and promote soil health, are being planted across more Midwestern land than ever before. In recent years, the strategy has become a valuable trend with the added benefit of increasing crop productivity. So it's no surprise that a new University of Illinois research shows cover crop adoption reaching 7.2% in 2021, up from 1.8% a decade prior. Notable increase in cover crop adoption comes alongside increasing state and federal incentive programs, a statistically significant driver, according to the study. So I think we've all seen this across acres here and and around the state that cover crops can be out there playing an important role. They can be feed. They can be something you can try to use for weed suppression. They can be used for just kind of a soil erosion preventer. There's lots of positives that can come from cover crops out there in our fields. So good to see that increased usage is a thing. Now our That's Corny this week. I feel like we keep talking. This is bird flu. Bird flu. Uh, it's everywhere. Pelicans are dying as bird flu outbreak spreads to Venezuela. This one was kind of sad. These pictures are something else. Yeah, just a bunch of dead pelicans laying in the sand. So an outbreak of bird flu and pelicans has authorities in Venezuela taking emergency efforts to protect poultry producers. Numerous pelicans were found dead over the weekend along Venezuela's coast as the species arrived amid their mid or annual winter migration. Other outbreaks among pelicans prompted bird flu alerts in Peru and Ecuador. The avian flu has been striking migratory birds across North America and in many other countries in recent months. So yes, birds do migrate and can take this with them. So still have to remain vigilant out there for the bird populations. And finally, we'll wrap things up with our Field Good Friday. This was an interesting um, story. That I, you know, I mentioned to you, Bill, we, I had seen this same article. So a young farmer has made history using video games and YouTube to buy $1.8 million in land. Uh, so it was a young guy who decided to start his own YouTube farm gaming channel in his bedroom uh, for seven years, he took the time to gain 1.3 million followers, and then that allowed him to buy 250 acres of Iowa black dirt, and he made history as the first person to break into farming via video games. Uh, so he's not a traditional media or a gamer or social media influencer, uh, but he had the idea of like, well, YouTube's kind of popular, so... See if I can make some money using it. Uh, he operates two YouTube channels currently and is just hitting his business stride at the helm of a company preparing to lease, release a groundbreaking video game, American Farming, aimed at the heart of Midwest agriculture. So I thought he used the money 
he saved by gaming and not using recreational tillage to. <laughs> Well, he didn't have the land. He had yeah. the gaming part. Well, this, is a, this doesn't make me feel good, but it's interesting. It's kind of one of those weird, like... Uh, well, I think, you know, we can all argue the merits of influencers or making money in non-traditional ways, but, you know, if it leads to a positive outcome, in this case, he's kind of jumping into farming, wanted to go out on his own, and that's how he made the money to do it. Yeah. power to him. Just looked him up, man. There's this interest. This guy, he had it. He had it going. He had it going. Holy smokes! Every time I play video games, I just get yelled at. <laughs> Max, get off the video game. <laughs> yeah, Supper no, he, time. He wasn't. Yeah, like entering big gaming championships. He just got followers and got onto YouTube and was able to make money from his YouTube channel. So. Think about it. Do your, your kids, you guys all got kids. Your kids on YouTube watching videos, like, yes, all the time if you'd let them. Well, yes, if the, you'd let them. And yeah. the ad revenues and stuff they can do on those YouTube channels. Yeah, I mean, there's watching other kids play to- with toys. Yeah, or opening toys. Yeah, or cutting or play video games. Cutting open toys and looking at what's inside them. I do the far the there's sped up farm simulator clips that are very peaceful to watch. I, I think this is more positive than, like, there was a kid, what's his name? He's got, like, a whole brand of stuff now. Mr. Beast? N- no, <laughs> no, that guy, too, but... Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan, Ryan's World. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, I find those videos really annoying, but... He was a Nickel... I mean, was it Nickelodeon had a whole TV show, well, he, I think? He, he had, yeah, the YouTube channel, and now he's got, like, a whole thing of toys. There's, like, a video game of him, like... He was on Disney or, or Nickelodeon. Yeah, I... Sure, he was. Yeah, it's just yeah that that just seemed like oh, boy, what a waste of time and and money to okay. just build this empire of nothing. It was weird. This guy's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. <laughs> I've learned way more about kids today than I wanted to, <laughs> and like I didn't like any of it. <laughs> but at least this kid had a had a goal to work. And wanted to work at. We're not helping. We're, we're yeah. trying to have Max have kids here. Yeah. Soon. We're, not, we're like, not helping. Uh, there, huh? Yeah, this is not good. Sierra's going to be giving us a call later. Yeah, you guys got to tone it down a bit. Tell them all the all the great stuff. It's tell, just great. Tell her Max, you have a Ryan's World Advent calendar. Very rewarding. <laughs> we have a Ryan's World vending yeah. machine. What? Yep. What is that? Did you know that what? was a thing? Yep. Vending machine. Now I'm more depressed. You put you <laughs> put like right, coins in and then nope. toys pop nope, out. Nope, don't hear anymore. Nope. <laughs> Done. Actually, this is sadness. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Thanks. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. All right. Today we talked about your farmer's agronomy Christmas list. Hopefully you have more on the nice than your naughty list. Um, but keep an eye on those things as you're planning for next year. Our spotlight, make sure if your kids are looking to go on to higher education of some sort, whether it's a trade school, tech school, associate's degree, four-year degree, whatever it happens to be, uh, have them look for those ag scholarships that are out there if that's what they're looking to go into. Ag History Minute, we talked about urea. Cool beans was cover crop plantings are up. That's corny. Is bird flu still hanging around and killing pelicans down in South America? And our Field Good Friday was a young far, 
Farmer made history by being first to use video games and YouTube as a monetary source to buy cropland. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming. <laughs>